You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 108, The Elements of Sound with Amy Kirby. Welcome to our auspicious episode 108 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious spaces for their clients in their successful design businesses. Through articles, books, workshops, videos, TV appearances, and consultations, Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their living spaces. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So, Laura, why don't you... Hey, hi, Amy. Okay. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome. Okay, so I'm going to do a little introduction. So Amy is one of our graduates from our program, and we're really excited to have her here. Uh, Amy has an extensive background in retail and residential design. She was drawn to the BTB Feng Shui as a way not only to enhance home or retail environment, but as a tool to support, nurture, and awaken herself and her clients. Amy believes that everyone is entitled to good design and to love and work in environments that are personal, thoughtfully curated, and tuned to the unique needs of and energy of their inhabitants. Working with interior design perspectives and ancient feng shui principles, Amy wants to aid in not only adjusting the physical space, but to help bring about deeper understanding and clarity to how we live, how our spaces can support our individual journeys, and how we all have the power to transform our lives. That's very lovely, Amy. Well done. Oh, thank nice. you. <laughs> um, and it was interesting. One of the words in there is thoughtfully curated and, quote, tuned to the unique needs. So um, I thought that was really fitting for what we're going to talk about today. So as Angie had mentioned, each student has to do a presentation as part of their graduation requirements. And Amy's was about sound and it was called the elements of sound. And it was focused on sound and connection to one of the systems in feng shui. So we loved it. We thought it was great. And we thought it was something that was really easy for people to grasp and see the importance of and the connection between sound and how it can affect your, not just your space, but your own energy. So we invited Amy here to welcome. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. Um, It it is such a pleasure to sit down and talk to you ladies. And, um, you know, the coursework was so, so inspiring. And um, I'm just happy to continue the journey. Awesome. So, yeah, go ahead. Behind your head. You what? what? Look at the giant amethyst she has. Oh, yeah, she does. For those on YouTube, you can see the giant. My 40th birthday present for my husband. He bought me this gigantic piece of amethyst. I mean, it's big enough I can put my head in it if I really want to. Yeah. 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 Thank you. What area of the Bagua is that in? Um, this is in my guest bedroom and it is in the coon area. Um, it gets moved around throughout the house to be totally honest. Like it doesn't always end up in one place, but it's been up here for a while. And, um, I kind of feel like the energy in this room just needed a little lift. We don't use this room very often. So it kind of felt like it needed a little love. 
So I ended up, you know, popping it in here and I've got my singing bowl and my drum and like, it's kind of just my, my little spiritual corner. I like to come in here and just get away a little bit. Yeah. So your relationship area needed a little bit more love. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Question. I, I know the answer to this because you already told us, but um, for those <laughs> listening, we want you to share this. What was it about the topic that you picked? So sound, the idea of sound and connecting it to feng shui. How, how did you get there? Um, a couple different ways. So one of the things that I really loved about learning more about feng shui was the element of using mantra. Um, you know, I've been a Kundalini yoga practitioner for a very long time. That's kind of what got me into that. And so when I started the course and you guys were talking about using the heart calming mantra, that really like was such a big sign to me that I was on the right path and taking this course and following this, this learning in this tradition. Um, and as I started to develop that practice, doing that every morning and trying to get into that, I realized how important it was to really set the tone of the day by, by really centering in your heart and, and hearing that mantra over and over again and how beautiful it was just was such a, like a coming home almost of just listening and then knowing that I was hearing my own voice and what that intention was that I was putting out into the world. So that's kind of what really got me started was it almost like there was a light bulb that went off that said, I have a very unique instrument. And when you start doing mantra, you start just speaking, you start to realize um, how much power you have by just using your own voice and putting out that into the world. So that's kind of what we guys started. And then as we started getting more and more into the elements um, and, and really starting to learn about fire and water and air and, and earth and all of that stuff, it sort of made me start to think about, you know, what are the elements that we listen to that are, we're surrounded by every day and how can we use those things that are abundant um, in our own homes to try to connect with those energies. So, yeah. So, um, you did, you broke it down by element when you were talking yeah. about it and, um, looking at both, I liked, but then also what I really liked is the idea of the versus listening versus speaking and that the power of that and explain a little bit how this exploration really got you to think more about the idea of listening. Oh my God. It was huge. You know, I think that it was such a big part of our coursework. You know, we, we were constantly reminded it's not just about, you know, going into somebody's home and, and, and projecting what you want onto them. Um, and then just having your own agenda. And it really became a practice just as much as, as doing the mantra, just, to get into the habit of really, really deeply, deeply listening and not forming in your opinion, in your mind, what you were already going to say. It was really just a, a practice and just being really present and not um, planning, you know, just really being in the moment. And the more that I practiced that, the, the more I really just decided to, to not speak and, and to really let people just go because people have so much to say, 
and they really want to be heard. And I don't think that we in our culture really practice that. Um, we're so consumed with putting our own stuff out there because we all want to be heard. But part of being heard is that you're, you have people who are actually listening. And so it just became this, this really interesting way to go about my day of like not wanting to holding, almost getting into the practice of holding myself back from responding. And, and it was difficult at first because we're programmed to, to want to have conversation, but my relationships changed a lot when I just started to really listen and you start to hear things that aren't being said and you start to pick up on body language and, and all of those things that are an active part of listening um, that we don't often see when we're formulating our responses. So it really did change the way that I, I started to start to navigate through the world and it was beautiful and starting to do some consultations and, and just meeting with clients took on a lot of different um, meaning. And I ended up being able to help people a lot better because I was listening instead of thinking five steps ahead, you know, about what I was going to say or suggest or whatever. And just being with somebody um, was a real gift it, for myself, you know, um, it's just been an incredible journey. It really has been. Good. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really important thing that we should all, we could all do more of is just sometimes it's better to just not respond and see how things land and spend yeah. some time. Cause often it, you know, when you don't respond, it, it, other things come up anyway. So there is, yeah. you know, there is a real discipline in that as well. Um, yeah. Can you, okay, so you, there's another reason why you came to this sound idea. You, are you, you're a singer, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk a little bit about, because we talk a lot about finding your voice and speaking up and, you know, in, especially when we're talking about feng shui, there's, you know, parts of the, um, the home that end up being sort of, you can, that are connected in parts of your environment that are connected with whether or not you're, you're being heard or your, your voice is coming out clearly. So what is the important for you when you like the human voice and being a singer, tell us a little bit about what that means, like the importance of that. I mean, that's a really good question. You know, I think that um, when you are trained to sing, and I was for many years, and and it was it was such an interesting practice because you have to think about your voice in a totally different way. Um, it's not only just you know opening your mouth and and pushing air out. It was really more about like the mechanics, and when you start to get into the mechanics of how we speak we realize how complicated this instrument is. You know, there's, there's all of these muscles and tendons and things like that, that, that have to move to create certain sound, your vocal cords, your breath work. Like it really does become a full body experience. Um, and what was really interesting for me as a singer and, and getting into all of this sound was, you know, you really have to put yourself out there. Um, you really have to have confidence in order to sing in front of people. You really have to be able to embrace that gift and, and to realize that your voice is completely unique. There is nobody out there that's going to sound like you. Um, you know, there's nobody out there that's going to be able to hit those notes or, or find that range or find that emotion. So it really does 
become a, um, a very personal thing, but using your voice and just speaking is the same thing. You know, we all have such a unique instrument. Um, and, uh, it's just, um, it, it really just became like, what's that vibration? You know, when you sing, there's a vibration, you know, what's that vibration that you want to put out into the world? So, you know, looking into this and doing the mantra and hearing your voice and, and then translating that into singing, it really did uh, help me kind of reconnect, not just on a technical level, but really, really deep uh, emotional connection started to come from, from, experiencing this and practicing it and listening comes into that as well. You know, um, it all just creates this, this package, this presence, um, and you need one to have the other. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, no, it does. I think, you know, just the fact that you were saying that it's such a complicated, I mean, singing is an art and it's training and you have to train to be able to sing and use your voice effectively. And it's not just, it's, you can shift the power that your voice has by taking the time to understand it and to train it and to tune into it and to understand it. And I think for me, I like, that gives me the when we talk a lot about, you know, sound, like clear things with space, or clear safe space with sound or use vibrations, it sounds kind of trite, but at the end of the day, it really is a deep, like there's a reason there's like a science behind this. I mean, yeah. the fact that it takes, the fact that singers train so that they can hit the right vibration, there's a yeah. reason for that. And, and so, um, and we can all appreciate it when you hear a singer singing and what it does and how you can fit, feel the vibrations uh, and appreciate it. Um, and so, you know, I, just being able to think of that, we all know that mantras are very powerful and chanting can be quite powerful, but it does have this, there's a reason why it's powerful. Like just all well, you yeah. said, like there's like this training and this, like it's, it's not just, um, it's, it's, it, there's a really simple and powerful result, but behind the scenes, it's incredibly complex. So, yeah. You know, and the other thing that I think is really important is that you don't have to be a trained singer in order to, to sing. Everybody should sing. It is such a liberating thing. Like we all do it in our car. I encourage everybody, even if you're completely tone deaf and you don't think you can carry a tune, sing because it really does get you out of your head. If you completely lose the idea that people are listening or judging or any of that, like we should all just be just putting it out there. Um, you know, I think that there, there, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to sing because I don't have a great voice. It doesn't matter. It's the intention behind it. And if it's something that you love to do, do it like a hundred percent, put all of that energy out there. It will always serve you. You know, um, one of the adjustments that professor Lynn gave, and I don't know if we ever, if you came across this in the class, but, um, to activate heart, heart energy or fire or lead position, which is a fame position, he would say to sing. And when you sing, you can, it's about making your heart sing. So there's so much to that. And I think especially for women. Yes. Now we're so silenced and, um, and we're not really connected to our voice. And I learned something recently from one of my healers 
that your throat is connected to your like your birth canal or your back oh, yeah. so those are two um areas that are connected and and also areas where people have trauma women have trauma so you can use yeah. one to heal the other but i know for me like one of the reasons why i do all the, i did all those instagram lives all last year during the pandemic is because i've been told all my life like as an asian american people would say oh you need to talk more conf- confidently oh you need to speak up more oh you're too quiet oh you need to people someone even told me you need to talk more confidently like laura when we oh. do our business together yeah it's very you know and so i have like my own like trauma around my voice so so i love that you're empowering people and encouraging people to just sing because it's so healing and even hearing the sound of your own voice like they've done studies where the your own voice is the most healing for you yeah yeah and you know you, it's it's interesting in that way like how often do we not do we negate our voice or we don't listen to ourselves you know, um, I just think that we've all at some point, you know, felt like, oh, I can't say that or I shouldn't speak up. But I think you're right, Angie. I think especially as women, we're taught, you know, just be just be quiet, you know, like don't be loud. Don't be this. Don't be that. You know, speak when you're spoken to, you know, all of these programs that we carry that that keep us small. And when you start to really use your voice and and you really start to practice and try to embody that, what that means to put your voice out into the world, that you have a vibration that that's the reason you're here. You know, it's not to stay small. It's not to be silent. It's to, to make your voice heard. If we're silent our entire life, you know, what, how are we, is that the best way that we're, we're impacting our, our humans and, and, you know, putting our stamp on the world. Um, you know, as a teenager, I was really, I was singing and I was singing and I had a boyfriend who was just like, mm, you should really not do that anymore. And, you know, and, and it was a very competitive thing. And for years I carried that and I stopped singing and I kept hearing his voice in my head, like, Oh, you're really not that good at this. And, you know, all of this stuff. And then I finally reached a point where I was like, you know what? that's dumb. Nobody's going to tell me, you know, not to use my voice or to be ashamed of my voice or to, to, you know, judge myself. And it's, it's a very powerful thing to know that your voice is so needed. And I love also like the Feng Shui connection to it is that like, um, I could, for instance, our doors are our voice. So the voice, your voice and the vibration doesn't necessarily have to be in English, right? No. Right. So it could be singing sounds, making noises, connecting to music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, and then, um, connecting also to the doors, which are another kind of portals that we can start to examine in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Then in feng shui that we teach, um, you know, taking time to work on the door is really about um, making sure that you're being heard. So yeah. Connecting that back to feng shui. Um, okay. I have 
what I thought would be nice is maybe we could talk a little bit or offer up something for those um, listening. If they wanted to use sound in their own home um, in order to clear or to activate or just, you know, just as you said, just playing around with it in their own home, what types of things have you, I know you've been really connecting with it. What types of things do you do? You well, I mean, I, I think that there's a couple things that I use on a regular basis. I really love um, solfeggio frequencies. So those um, you can listen to them on YouTube. There's a lot of um, people who do albums specifically using these very specific frequencies. Um, I mean, you can listen to it while you sleep, but I have, if I need, if I feel like I need to activate a certain part of my house, um, I'll, you know, find an old phone or, you know, leave my phone in that room for the day and just let it play. Um, and some of them are like eight hours long and it's just a, it's just a frequency vibration. And a lot of them are tuned to different chakras. Um, you know, so that's one way that I always kind of feel like you, you set an intention, you let it play, you know, and it, you kind of just allow that vibration to fill the space. Um, you know, Gregorian chants are really good. They said that Gregorian chants, you know, they used all of these different solfeggio frequencies and they chanted them uh, different frequencies at the same time because they thought it opened up like spiritual paths for them. Um, so, you know, I love the idea that there's just, whether it's mantra playing or whether it's these frequency vibration recordings playing, like I love to use that to activate space. Um, I love to use that when I'm trying to sleep sometimes if my mind is going. Um, I use that if I'm not feeling well. Like there, that frequency vibration to me, there's so many different ways that you can use it just to kind of tune up your own body. Um, so I always kind of feel like take care of yourself first. Um, but I love having mantra playing throughout the house. You know, if I'm trying to attract wealth or if I'm trying to, you know, put myself in a really focused headspace, you know, I'll listen to the mantra. I'll listen to those frequency vibration recordings. Um, that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, if you have a fireplace, burn your fireplace and just sit back and listen to the crackling. You know, um, water fountains are always really good because they do kind of put you in that feeling of, you know, you're at the beach or you're just listening to trickling water. Like there's all of these ways that we can bring the elements inside. Um, so I think that's always a really good way to do it. Whether you're listening to like thunderstorm recordings, like I love to do that um, and let that play because there is something about connecting to nature in your home on an audio level. You know, um, I mean, yeah, if you have a fireplace, that's great. If you have a water fountain, you can watch it. That's great. But there's something about closing your eyes and just letting your brain hear it and absorb it. And, and that, that really helps me connect to all of the different elements and activate yeah. those spaces as well. Yeah, that's good. Just a lot of us don't, um, some people just don't have access to being able to go out into the nature and, and just, yeah. you know, that's technology is good and bad, but the good thing about it is that you can <laughs> tap into all of these amazing sounds and still have the benefits of that's the power of sound, right? That, you know, yeah. you don't have the smell and maybe you don't have the, the, you know, you can't see it, you can't touch it, but having that, that sound there is incredibly powerful. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And now we have like really great headphones that sort of just let you immerse in it. You know, and I think there's something too. I love the noise canceling headphones where you're just hearing silence. Like that's something too, that I think we're so bombarded by Mm -hmm. sound all day long that if you can give yourself that break, that audio break where you're not hearing anything, that's a form of, you know, self-care as well, where you're just allowing yourself the absence of sound. Mm-hmm. So that's you. That's a useful thing for me to do as well. It could also be super challenging for some people. Like I actually think if yeah. I did that, I might, f- well, there's that, you can go into those <laughs> tanks, right? Those, those, the deprivation um, tanks. Yes, yeah. yes. Which I, I'm supposed to be going to one when it opens up again. Um, and I'm a little, I'm a little like, you know, I think it could be a little bit stressed. You know, it's a little weird. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm not like a, one of these go, 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 go people, but still like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't sit in silence enough. So it would be, I think that'll be pretty challenging actually. Well, Laura also lives in the country. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, for instance, I live in New York city, so it's never quiet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those canceling, those noise canceling headphones, they kind of put you in a place that you're not always able to get to. And yeah, sometimes it really is uncomfortable because then it's just you, you know, that's the thing that I love about doing the deprivation tank. Like it's everything just gets stripped away and you're left with just yourself. And sometimes that's a very stressful thing, but sometimes it's incredibly liberating Mm -hmm. because you kind of just get in touch with yourself on a level that, um, is, is just beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll have to try it and then I'll have to report back. Yes. I'd love to know how you do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, Amy, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing, um, your perspective and some of the things that you touched on in your presentation. Um, it was really great. Oh my Um, God. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. It's always good to sit down with you two and, and just talk. I am always inspired by the work that you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. And so where can, um, where can the listeners find you besides looking at our show notes on? (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, You can go to a cozy K O Z Y Kirby at um, Instagram. I'm also, I have a, a business page with my best friend. We do a lot of interior design in rooms and that's Kaz C A Z um, and cozy K O Z Y. Um, so you can kind of see some of our hijinks and some of the projects that we're working on. So either one of those places you can get in touch with me and, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing with everybody, send questions, comments, words of wisdom, practices, all of it, all of it. Yeah. And Amy is available for feng shui consultations as a certified feng shui consultant. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in now every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. You can subscribe um, wherever you're listening and also leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can Visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. So you can visit mindfuldesignschool.com or holisticspaces.com. And if you want to support the podcast, check out our certification and our mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.